What do you think of when you think of a spiritual retreat? Does it conjure images of hours of meditation, candlelight, and exotic places? Well, it's time to throw out the rule book and explore what creating a private spiritual retreat for yourself can really mean for you. Plus, we're giving you a list of our favorite retreat activities to help you stay connected. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast. My name is Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium of SedonaMedium.com. And I'm back with Robert Wooten. Hi, Robert. Well, hello there. We have missed you. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since we sat down for a recording session together. So I'm glad that you're here and back from your travels. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. So speaking of travel and getting away, and perhaps some of you over the summer were going on vacation or doing a little bit of travel yourself, I thought that today would be a really good time to dive into how you can create a personal spiritual retreat for yourself, what that looks like, what are some of the considerations that you could have, how you could make a really beautiful, loving, supportive, renewing container for yourself when it comes to your spiritual connection. I've had the wonderful opportunity to create some really special spiritual retreat containers for groups of people. I've loved it. I've also helped people on individual retreats. What I haven't done myself is always set aside specific time for me to create retreats for myself. What usually happens is I'll wake up one day and just feel like a little wilted flower. No matter how much rest I get, I don't feel like I'm actually getting true rest. I'm waking up rejuvenated or feeling really renewed. And I just went through this this past month in the month of July. I knew that I was taking some time in July to just replenish myself, to kind of clear my head, to stop the driving force of going, 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 and just taking a little bit more time for myself. That was really the intention of July. And it could not have come at a better time because... It's like the, the sky opened up with all kinds of crazy things <laughs> for me to deal with, like all this powerlessness stuff. And I remember at one point in July thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, I really wish this wasn't happening in this quiet time that I'd set aside for myself. But then I realized, you know what, if I had tried to do this with all of my other things that were happening... There's no way I could have handled all of it without just completely burning out. I mean, I was already kind of burning the candle a bit at both ends. I think what you're talking about is the difference between a physical replenishing, like getting rest, for mm-hmm. instance, and a spiritual replenishing, where you move into a place of spiritual rejuvenation. And that comes from a different place than just taking time to rest or just sitting down or just getting a nap. Those two are two different ways of feeling replenished and rejuvenated, right? That's really true. But what I will say is that I was finding that the daily maintenance things that I was already doing for my spiritual connection was not hitting all the the buttons. That was mm-hmm. just felt like something was missing. I wasn't feeling the depths of connection. I was just feeling really tired 
really exhausted. So it wasn't just from a physical space. It was from a another place altogether, which for me, it looks like I'm pushing um, forward all the time or I'm, you know, having to be really responsive and plan things. And sometimes that just gets really exhausting when you're putting so much energy into all these different buckets in your life. And I just needed some me time is what it came down to. And it ended up being just really interesting. And I'm feeling so much more rejuvenated. I'm feeling so much more peaceful, intentional. And really, I could feel the slowing down that was happening. That's been such a blessing. And I'm just now starting to ease back into some of my normal obligations and things that you know need to happen for both my work and also in personal life. But I'm bringing so much insight. I'm bringing so much self-understanding of what it is that I'm needing to bring into this next chapter, into this next phase of my life, which feels like even though I'm doing some similar things, the way that I'm doing it is different. The intention that I'm approaching things with is different. And that is inspiring. So I know that not everyone has had the opportunity to go on a spiritual retreat or have felt inclined to do it, but we've all felt like there were times where we wish we could just take a step out of time. We could step away from things and we could create that clarity within ourselves that we could just have a little bit of extra peace to guide us along the way. So whether you are an experienced spiritual retreater and jet setting around to Bali and beautiful places, Sedona, to come and visit and connect and get re-inspired, or you're someone who's maybe spiritual retreat curious we're going to talk about some special considerations for you to help you in planning your own personal private spiritual retreat. So we have a friend, Michael. At one time, I remember he was talking about the word retreat, Mm -hmm. and he had a problem with that word. They ran what was considered a spiritual retreat center, and he was trying to find his way around that word retreat because he saw the word retreat as a stepping back, a stepping away. And he always said that what you're really doing is stepping into your joy or you're stepping into the present mm-hmm. moment. So you're not stepping away from right. something. He saw it as you don't want to say the word retreat. So we mm-hmm. were trying to bat around different words right. and you thought of all these different concepts and words and none of them really fit kind of how we have come to understand the word retreat as something like almost like a vacation or a, mm-hmm. a term of um, yeah. rest and rejuvenation or re- reinvigoration. And so as we were talking about that, he paused and he said, but you know, if you think about the word retreat, though, it does have the word treat in it. And then if you say that you are retreating yourself, then that almost sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? It becomes a thing of like, we are going to retreat yourself with the time and the energy and the focus to help rebuild your energy or to rejuvenate your spiritual way of looking at the world and life. I do appreciate the concept of treating yourself. And in order to treat yourself, you have to reconnect (laughs) with yourself. You have to make sure that you're listening and make sure that you're open to the messages that your body, that your spiritual self, that your emotional self is sending you. And a retreat gives you a great place to just process whatever's been happening. So I think a retreat is great to do if you know that you've just had a really big change in your life or you're in the middle of a big transition and you Mm -hmm. need 
a little bit of extra processing time so that you can make sure that you don't have all this stuff going on in the subconscious, that you're really working with what you need to right now in the moment and being really responsive to yourself and your emotional needs. Because all that pent up stuff leads to a not good journey mm-hmm. <laughs> later on. So we don't want to do that. I think like what you were talking about, where you're saying that you are noticing that even though you're getting rest, even though you are trying to adjust things on a physical level, you're not finding that source of rejuvenation. You're not feeling Mm -hmm. replenished. So if you're feeling that way, and it's more than just mental exhaustion or physical exhaustion, it comes from a different place. And so I think that if you're noticing that about yourself, you have to find the avenue in to replenishing that part of yourself that needs this nourishment. And I think that we can stay focused on all these mental tasks and all these physical tasks, and it can run our lives, really. We can just be busy, busy, busy doing all of these things. And then suddenly you take a stop and you say, well, when was the last time I sat and meditated? Mm -hmm. When was the last time I walked in a beautiful place in nature and just enjoyed the space and didn't try to take pictures or make a post or something? You know, you're just in the moment of enjoying this beautiful scenery around you that you might be in or going to a place specifically to do that and just sit in the moment and sit in the beauty of nature and feeling your soul soak that energy in feeling very present right with what's happening i think that is a warning sign too. what you were saying about when you're really really busy you have to ask what are you running from You know, so often that busyness is covering up some Mm -hmm. sort of internal discomfort that's happening. Maybe it's you're getting the message it's time to change and you're like, I don't know how to change. I'm scared. I'm not sure. There's there's no possible way I could do that because blah, 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 a long list of of reasons why. So there can definitely be places where we're covering up what really needs to be revealed. And I think Retreats can bring clarity when we are feeling really fuzzy, when we've been feeling a little bit disconnected. You know, your spirit guides are never disconnecting from you. So if you feel disconnected, it's because your openness to receive is closed down for some reason. So what is it that's causing that? Sometimes we just really need to take time to investigate where that is not investigate with the mind, but really investigate with a sense of presence and openness with the heart of acceptance for whatever it is that we find, which I think is a cornerstone of all retreats. So clarity, moving through periods of confusion, and just also finding some re-inspiration. Maybe you're noticing that you just are going through the motions, Mm -hmm. but you don't feel like you're moving towards anything or you don't feel like you're bringing your sense of joy into the things that you've committed to. So it's, of course, always time for realignment when that happens, when you can feel this the drudgery of life Mm -hmm. and the drudgery of things. There's so much beauty in the world and so much to be grateful for. So when we get into that place, it's like, oh, ego has taken over and it's time to recalibrate. So let's talk about how to actually get started with this idea. The first thing is consider, you know, time and place. I want you to really understand for those that are listening, not to get into perfection mode of, oh, I really need two weeks in Bali to do what I need to do to recalibrate. Maybe that's true. 
It is definitely true. (laughs) But yeah, me too. I feel it. But if what you have is a Saturday, if what you have is afternoons, Mm -hmm. then take what it is that you have and begin to build on it versus waiting for that two-week period because that two-week period may take you months to get there. Mm -hmm. And so instead of I'll feel better when – it's let me intervene now. Because when you start making choices and decisions from a misaligned place, you have accountability for those consequences and for that energy that you're putting out there. So it's better to pause in the moment. You can still work towards that beautiful two weeks or whatever you feel like it is that you need. But in the meantime, pencil out every little bit that you can. Now, this can be a day. You can set aside a weekend for yourself. You can try and do like a week where you just take the afternoons or the morning period to yourself and let that be part of your retreat. But the key is find what works for you and then set it aside. So have really good boundaries with yourself. One thing that I really had to do in this period that I took in July was about having good boundaries. There had been this lofty idea of the things that I was going to get done beforehand for my work and for other things. Oh, I'm going to gonna write this. I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. I'll have all that taken care of. And life happens and it didn't happen. And so then it was retreat time and, you know, rejuvenation repair time. And that old busy self started to feel really guilty because I hadn't done these things. And I had to really listen to that and just have good boundaries with myself and say, nope, if I needed to get it done, I would have already gotten it done. What I need more than anything else is to clear my energy, is to cleanse, to connect with my soul on a deep level. And whenever I do that, I'm doing exactly what the purpose of life truly is. So it doesn't matter that I didn't get that email done. It doesn't matter that I didn't do this over here. I'm doing the true work that it means to be a human being in this life. So have good boundaries with yourself because ultimately when you set aside that weekend, I promise that what's going to happen is there'll be a little test where something, oh, the only weekend I can get together is that Mm -hmm. one weekend that you've set aside or, you know, the repair person's coming and the only time I can come is this. And if you really hold that boundary and hold that energetic space, things will work out and life will happen and move around you in a beautiful way. But truly be committed to yourself and committed to that boundary that the most important work that you can do is create that connection between you, the divine, your soul self, so that you are in alignment. So you're holding space for that energy to come back to you. So you are setting the boundaries by saying, I'm going to do this this weekend. The test happens. You say, no, we'll reschedule the repair person for some other day. And you have made a statement and you are holding space Mm -hmm. for that time that you're going to be rejuvenating. And I think your spirit guides notice that. They see that you are serious about doing this thing and things begin to align Mm -hmm. so that you are being supported to do the thing that you're trying to do, the retreat you're trying to set up for yourself. Yeah. And the, the great thing about it is a lot of times those conflicts that happen, you know, it's conflicting energy. Those conflicts that occur 
usually are weeding out something that you don't really need. You don't need in that time or it's not, you know, the perfect thing to be focusing on. Mm -hmm. And so instead it opens up a new door and a new opportunity for you. So sometimes it might feel a little frustrating, but I'll always go, oh, thank goodness, (laughs) I didn't do X, Y, Z. This really worked out for me. So once you have an idea of time and place, you set aside some commitment for yourself of, I can do this, even if you're starting really small. Think about what your intention is for your retreat. What is it that you feel like is your deepest soul longing right now? What do you feel like you've been putting on the back burner that you know that you truly need? What is it that your emotional self is feeling when you stop, when you pause, when you go deep and you check in? What emotion is there? What is it feeling? And so really allow those questions to lead you into what your intention is. Now, your intention can be a word like clarity. It can also be a little bit deeper and think about like a meditation intention. You know, if there's a word such as peace, acceptance. I recently did a meditation that I thought would really lend itself to a spiritual retreat theme called unconditional joy. And the concept was that joy doesn't have conditions on it. It's not, I will be joyful when, it's I am joyful now. And it's Mm -hmm. allowing ourselves to move into that space of being and awareness and presence with not the surface level layer of ourself, but that deep rooted, connected with the divine energy that we have and allowing no matter what's going on in our life to be rooted from unconditional joy. So those types of things can be great retreat intentions for you. And just choose one. I think the simpler, the better. (laughs) And as you go along, you'll find that that word, that focus, that intention, you'll have insights that come up around it or experiences that will help you to go a little bit deeper with what your intention actually is. So I want you to keep this in mind about spiritual retreats. What is supportive for you and connecting for you is going to be different than what is the case for someone else. So throw out whatever rule book (laughs) you have in your mind about what a spiritual retreat has to look like. When you are thinking about what materials you'd like to have available to you, what opportunities you'd like to potentially pursue during that time, really open yourself up. What if there were no limits? What would feel really good, really connecting, really encouraging, and allow you to dive deeper into your inspiration? Another tip that I have for you is in the very beginning is ease into your retreat. So even if it's just for a day, The first thing you do is ease into it softly, quietly. So what I mean by that is maybe the first thing in your potential retreat schedule isn't a 60-minute or 90-minute meditation. That's intensive. That's not really an ease into it kind of thing. So maybe it's go for a walk. Maybe it's, you know, take a little bit of extra time to sit out with a cup of tea and just listen to the birds, but ease into it softly and gently as you reveal more and more. So think about your retreat like a petal, um, the petals of a flower that are opening. So we're getting into the deeper stuff. The more that you allow yourself to feel safe 
in the environment that you've created, the more will be revealed to you. And that big reveal is going to happen as you move towards the middle and the end part of your retreat. So be soft. And on the same end, on the other side of your retreat, ease back into life, like what I was sharing that I'm doing right now. I have a little bit of a reduced workload. There are things that I feel like my ego goes, oh, I need to be doing this. And I remind myself that the most important thing is that I move into this new space in a new way of being and that I'll be very, very intentional about what I'm doing, how I'm showing up and so forth. And so that doesn't always mean I'm meeting those ego level needs and I'm just easing in. And that's a great way to create a sense of continuity between the spiritual retreat time so it doesn't feel jarring, Mm -hmm. like you're not coming back with this new energy into what it is that you're doing, which is ultimately the goal of what a spiritual retreat really is. Bring that presence back into your life in a new way. So that's sort of like when you come back from vacation and you come back late Sunday night, and then you have to get up early on Monday morning. Right. And go Don't right be like 5 a.m. setting right. your alarm on Monday. Take Monday off and, you know, unpack and move a little bit slower. And then you're ready on Tuesday to start again. Right. I have one more tip before we continue is let's talk about food with a spiritual retreat. There are lots of different ways that you can approach food, but food can also be a part of your further intention. So maybe you take a little bit of extra focus or emphasis on really healthy, high vibrational foods, which is non-processed, as close to natural as possible, fruits, lots of vegetables, less meat, dairy products. Those things have a tendency to really elevate your energy, help your physical body to feel good. So you might prepare some of those things in advance if cooking is not a really exciting process for Mm -hmm. you, or you can arrange for to pick up or for someone to help you with all of those food items. But I think that food is something, if you don't think about it and plan for it, it can be a little bit of an energy drain in your retreat. So if you enjoy cooking, it can be something you put on some music and play some mantras and really enjoy the whole process and save extra time for that in your day. Or if that's not very exciting for you, You can either pre-plan it, you can have things um, in your freezer that are available for you, make it super, super easy so that that's not a big distraction for you, or you can have someone who plans meals for you, who brings it in. There's also those services that you can order the food pre-made for you, and you just have to heat it up, so that might be a a way to do that There's lots of different ways to approach it, but because food can be a little bit of an energy drain... It's a good thing to think about what would feel the best for you, what would give you the most sense of connection, comfort, and support when it comes to your food. All right, so another thing to think about when you plan your spiritual treat is do you want to be interactive and engage with other people during this time, or would you like for it to be alone time. So here's some ideas for you from an interactive perspective. You might schedule a massage or an energy healing treatment. You might plan to attend a sound healing concert during this time. There are different ways that might involve some interactivity 
that would kind of break up your time. It would give you a little bit additional processing and support what it is as you move deeper in that process. For other people, you might just prefer to be in your own container the entire time of your retreat. But it's a good idea to think about that. What might help you go a little bit deeper? Does that involve another practitioner? Does it involve perhaps a group experience or going on a hike or just taking some alone time? But think about that. Do you really want it to be interactive and involve other people? Or do you feel like what you're needing in this time is that private sacred container. So if you're not as familiar with spiritual retreats, you might be wondering at this point, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I take Mm -hmm. the time off. I'm reserving it. Now what? There's lots of different things that you can do. Some people approach it with the let's schedule out the day so that, you know, it gives you some sort of structure like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of yoga, a little bit of gentle stretching during this time. I'm going to do a breathwork session for myself during this particular time. And this is my lunch period. This is my morning gentle walk period. You can schedule it. I think what's nice also is to consider creating a list of things that you might potentially want to do and allowing yourself to be open to what feels the most exciting for you at each time. So maybe you have a little bit of a structure like, okay, I know I want to do a daily meditation at some point, but I've got this kind of window, this pocket here that I could do this. I also could do this activity. If you really wanted to add some spontaneity to it, you could do that. You could make a list of these things and then cut them out and put them in a bowl or a fish bowl mm-hmm. and then just reach in yeah, and grab one great and idea. do it that way. For some people, like not having that structure can be really scary. It can also be really liberating and freeing and give you a place to really follow what it is that your body is telling you. So whatever it is, do what you feel most guided to do. There are plenty of different types of activities. And again, I want you to throw out all the rule book, but pulling a daily oracle card is a nice example, doing stargazing, creating a nature mandala, walking a labyrinth, doing some journaling, doing affirmation work, giving yourself an energetic healing treatment. If you do Reiki, for example, making sure that you set aside time every day for your spirit guides, doing breathwork experiences, doing a painting where you're maybe doing a self-portrait energetically of who you are right now in this moment, what you're feeling, what your emotions are, what energy is being represented in your life. And then maybe towards the end of the retreat, you do another painting that's like where you want to go, what you're feeling guided by, what energy is wanting to move through you in this period, and really use that as another guiding force. Yeah, that's nice creating a vision board or just going on a walk and looking for signs and symbols. I've done this before in another experience where I went on a hike and I just took pictures of every heart that I saw. And it was like a little treasure hunt (laughs) with nature and with spirit. It was a lot of fun. There's lots of different activities from calm, you know, connecting with your spirit guides through meditation to things that are a little bit more active and a little bit more creative that bring up something else within you. In the show notes for this episode, I'm going to include a list of some of my favorite retreat exercises. So things that you can do that are fun that might 
give you a little bit of guidance or extra support so that you can plan your retreat. So I'll have that available for you in the show notes so that you don't feel stumped ever. And what should I do? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Or what are my options and get into that blank page mode? You won't have to worry about that. It'll be a whole nice list of fun and exciting things that you can do. As your spiritual retreat winds down, one of the things that gets overlooked but is probably the most crucial element of your retreat is taking time to process your takeaways. So what are the insights that came to you during this particular time? What is it that you need to reintegrate into your life? What is it that you need to anchor? Maybe it's approaching something differently. Maybe it's making sure you're taking a little bit of time every day to ensure that you're being fully present, that you're connecting, that you're processing the feelings that you're having in the moment that you're having them. And asking yourself, how am I moving forward? What does this look like for me? What is the next step? What is the next direction? And don't forget to plan your next spiritual retreat to set aside a little bit of extra time. Use your intuition. Ask yourself, when would be a good time for you to set aside a little extra time just for you? And go ahead and set that time on your calendar so that no matter what, you always know that you have that available and set aside in your schedule. And remember to just ease back in to really use that same level of awareness and self-awareness that you were using in your retreat to just recheck in with yourself as you're doing things, as you're coming to your work, as you're doing your activities. How is that feeling in your body? How is that feeling in your spiritual self? How is that feeling in your emotional self? And really start to listen and tune in if you feel a real dip in energy, if you're feeling sad as you come to things, you're going to be much more aware of the disparity between your connected state and your disconnected state in that place where you're, you know, just easing back in because you're not just, oh, well, this is what I do. You know, I'm in override mode. Instead, you're just really self-aware. So ease back into things, take note of what's connecting, and try and practice doing more of that, stepping away from the things that are helping you feel more and more disconnected. Spiritual retreats are an opportunity for you to treat yourself, for you to really reconnect with your higher self, get that guidance, get that clarity that you need, and go a little bit deeper with creating meaning in your life. Sometimes we need to step forward in our path a little bit more. We need to put our time, effort, and energy towards what is really meaningful to us. And so when you are on a spiritual path, make sure that you're creating that time and that special space for yourself so that you can feel refreshed, you can feel supported, and you know that you're creating that safe space for yourself for more and more to be revealed. Just a reminder, I'm going to put that list of different activities for a spiritual retreat available to you in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, just click on that show notes link and it'll take you to the list of activities. Okay, please let us know how your spiritual retreats are going. Shoot us a picture. Just let us know what it is that you're doing in your personal practices. I'd love to know more. You can message me at Sedona Medium on Instagram or send me a message on Facebook, Sedona Medium. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. 
Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com. Thank you.